How's it going? My name is Jake. This is Back the Badge California podcast, and I am the founder of Back the Badge California. I've uh, been established since 2015. Uh, we've come a long way. We've grown. We're expanding. Um, I'm excited about what's down the line for us. It's just going to be great, um, and I'm glad that you guys are coming along with me, taking the ride. Really appreciate all your support. Um, I was working on a podcast yesterday and my brain just kept going different directions. I couldn't get it out. Um, so I just stopped and gave it a night to think on it about what I wanted to talk on. And um, first and foremost, what I want to do is I want to bring to light that um, we lost two heroes yesterday in California and two in Texas. We lost um, Jimmy in from Stockton and we lost another officer I forgot his name in San Luis Obispo the two deputies down in Texas I don't have their names but I know that they were uh, after a pursuit they were shot and killed um, so that's four officers that in one day were killed in the line of duty four heroes that laid their life on the line for the citizens of that county the city they just laid their life on the line knowing that when they raised their right hand, took the oath to honor the badge, that one day they might encounter where they would be face-to-face -face with an attacker and they might not make it home. Uh, that's a realization that a lot of us don't understand because we're not in that position. Some of us might have been. Um, I was a police cadet for five years. Uh, I learned a lot. I've seen a lot. And I just am thankful that, you know, God closed those doors for me and brought me in a different direction, um, in this direction, to have an organization that supports officers, um, has their back, fights for them, and etc. And that's what we do with Back the Badge California. Now, I want to focus what this episode I guess you would call is going to be about and that is this whole defunding police movement that we have moving on and out of that movement we're seeing these police citizen oversight committees now it sounds like a big fancy word and you're like oh wow what is that blah 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 well let me tell you what exactly it is a police oversight committee is made up of citizens of that town, that county, um, and they don't even need to have law enforcement experience. They just need to be a productive member of society and agree to be non-biased, which, hold on, I will get to that point. Um, when you look at some of these committees that have started um, out of state, you look at the backgrounds of the people that are on the committees, a mass majority of them are a part of an organization that supports defund the police movement. So you have someone that is wanting to be on this committee that wants to defund the police. I wonder what their motive is to join that committee. Oh, well, let's get other like-minded people like they are to defund the police movement and join this committee also. So now you got a full committee of people who hate cops that are going to have a say in a cop's future 
after they review and they decide what they see fit um, on disciplinary actions, officer-involved shootings, etc. So my thing is, why do we have these committees? Why are we having these committees? Well, the reason is, is because organizations, anti-cop organizations, stomp their feet, throw their fits, block traffic, lay on the ground until they get their way. And when they get their way, it's some mayor, uh, city council member that's like, you know, we need to give them their voice. We need to allow them to do this and that. And you know what? Let's let's have a committee of these people who hate cops to help us decide disciplinary actions on police incidents. Where in the heck does that make a logical th – that's not even logical. I can't even comprehend why someone would sit there and think, let's make a committee of people that hate cops to help us decide how to discipline a cop. I, I just don't understand that crap. I, I don't get it. I don't get the concept. Um, I can tell you in my county, I live in Merced County, I don't know of any – police committees in this county or the city that I live in. I don't know of any of that because the sheriff here in Merced County is not going to allow that. He's, he's going to allow his department, an outside agency, and the DA to do their investigations, and they will decide if there should be punishment for an officer, not some oversight committee who hates cops. Now, if an oversight committee starts popping up in my area, you bet I'm going to be the first one down there demanding that I'm going to be on that committee. Maybe I should throw my fit. Maybe I should lay on the ground, stomp my feet and say, I'm not leaving until you put me on that committee. No, I won't do that, but I will surely try to get on that committee. So then the committee will at least be, you know, five against one. Um, so I think that these oversight committees are bad ideas. Um, defunding the police. Let's get into that. Um, defunding the police. So what you have is you have these organizations that are calling on the elected officials to take money from specialized departments, especially SWAT teams and K9, take money from that and put it into committee, um, into that committee. It could be a, it could be the citizen oversight committee. That decides where that money is going to go. So the money goes to that committee, possibly. That committee decides where that money goes. Okay, well, let's let's really think about that. So I want to take $50,000, you know, that's on the low end, from, let's just say, Sacramento Police Department SWAT team. I want to take $50,000 from them. And you know what? I don't want them to have that militaristic-looking truck um that's protected and and that hauls I, I don't want them to have that because that looks too intimidating when they're rolling into a town to serve a you know a, a search warrant or or you know just driving it around or whatever we we don't want that and they don't need those militaristic looking guns either they need to just stick with shotguns or or just their handguns will be fine so you have these people that are deciding where this money goes and most importantly, 
they're taking away from our police officers' training. We need SWAT teams. We need the canine unit. We need the gang unit. We need specialized units because those focus mainly on, okay, the gang unit focuses on gangs. Canine unit focuses on drug detection, apprehension, searching, bomb detection, SWAT team serves warrants of on you know illegal grows drug houses um car theft rings that's what these individualized units do um do they have militaristic looking trucks absolutely do they need them absolutely why because they're armored two they have a lot of resources inside those trucks that they could be using and three they can tie a chain to the front of that truck and pull off a door if they needed to. So it's it's also a tool. It's not just a truck. It's a tool for them. So you want to take $50,000 from this department and then let's go to a neighboring city and let's take, you know, let's 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 bump it up to 500,000, take it off of their budget. And then it just keeps growing and growing and growing until you have no more SWAT team. You have no more canine unit. You have no more gang unit. You have no more detective bureau. You don't have those specialized units because the department can't afford it because this committee has told the city council, this is where the money needs to go. And if it doesn't go there, we're going to stop our feet. We're going to overtake city council meetings. We're going to civil unrest and we're just going to cry our way until we get our way. And they will do that and they will get their way because city councils and the mayors and stuff like that they don't want bad publicity. So they'll give in to these organizations that don't like the cops. They'll give in to them. They'll allow them to do whatever. Okay. Well, I'm the founder of Back the Badge California, and I want to be on that oversight committee. Oh, well, you know, that would just bring too much friction. We can't have that. Um, you know, I'm not saying this has happened. I'm saying this is probably what would be told to me if I tried to join one of these committees on, on defunding the police. Um, you know, they wouldn't want me on there because they know I'd be a voice of reason. Um, back the Badge California doesn't back bad officers. I've said that from the very beginning. I will not back a bad officer, but I will tell you this. I make this, you know, I put this in all my interviews that I do. I use this one analogy, if you want to say. You have an apple tree and you have one bad apple. Do you throw away the rest of the apples and loop all the apples with the bad one? No. You pick it. You see if you could, mm, no, I can't get anything good off of this one. I think it's just time to let it go. And then you allow a new apple to grow. You will allow these apples that are good to flourish, to, to maintain their integrity, to attain their, you know, sweetness, as you will, their, um, their oath that they took. So we are all in favor of 100% um, removal of bad officers as long as there's evidence, tangible evidence, investigations, all three outside investigations, internal affairs, everything like that have all come to the same conclusion. Um, and if everything is met, then yes, absolutely get rid of that officer. Um, but what's going on now is they're saying, well, yeah, you got rid of that bad officer, but we believe the rest of the officers are bad too, so we want to take funding from you until you weed out those bad officers. 
Well, how can you weed out bad officers unless there are more bad officers? Which, let's just say in this instance, there's not. There was just that one bad op apple that left the tree, but they still want to defund it because they're saying the rest of the cops, too, have been, um, you know, have have gotten the rottenness from that apple and now they're all rotten too. You know, that, that whole scenario, that whole thinking is just stupid that it's not true. Um, is there bad cops? Absolutely. Like I've said before, there is, but the percentage of good cops outweighs the percentage of bad cops, like hand over fist. There's there's um, statistics out there that are updated mostly every month, um, and you can go on Google. You could probably look them up. I just don't have them in front of me, um, and you can just search um, good officers versus bad officers or, or something in that complex. Do some research on it and see that I'm telling you the truth, that in a department, there's a few bad officers. We get rid of them. The rest are all good. We grab some new ones from the academy. We build them up. And now you got a good department. Perfect. But it's not good enough. It is not good enough until this anti-cop movement is seeing police stations close down. Okay. So a police station closes down because you've drained all the money out of them. All these people have lost jobs or they've been transferred or etc. Well, what are you going to do now? Are you going to just let crime ran, run rampant in your city? Are you as the citizen oversight committee, are you guys going to become, you know, public servants and respond to calls and etc.? What what are you going to do? What are you going to do whenever you defund a department so bad they have no officers and all of a sudden Crime rises by 50%. You now have murder rates are high. Prostitution rates are high. Sexual assaults are at an all-time high. Gangs are running rampant in that city because you defunded the police. What are you going to do? What are these people on this committee? They're going to dance and sing, we won, we won, woohoo, we defunded the police department. Oh, no, there was just a drive-by shooting in one of the best parts of town. Oh, no, this elderly couple was just, you know, mugged because they were walking down the street and they were an easy target. They got mugged. Mm, no repercussions. That's what's going to happen. We are slowly seeing our cities and our counties that are allowing these police oversight committees, we are slowly seeing officers leave the departments at a high rate of, you know, turnover rate. We're seeing recruits drop out of the academy. We are seeing morale at an all-time low. Cop suicides, those are up. Cop suicide, yeah, cops commit suicide because they come to work, they deal with every single call you can imagine they turn around to go to a city council meeting to pull security just to be laughed spit at and then to hear the city council go yeah you know i think we just need to shut down our police department not saying it's happened but this is the road we are headed down if we do not take action now and 
Back the Badge California is a part of that action. We need to start showing up to these city council meetings and saying, no, listen here. If this group that wants to defund the police can come in here and voice their opinion and everything like that, guess what? We're going to do the same thing, but we're going to be a little bit louder. We're going to be a little bit smarter about how we go about it. We are going to make sure that the funds are not depleted from this department and we're going to do it in a tactful way. Um, that has always been my stance and going on in this 2021, 2022, I believe we're going to start seeing this progress. And I believe that we are going to have to start stepping up more than um, we have. We're going to have to step out of our comfort zone, as you would say, and start speaking up. Um, we hold rallies. That's a great way to speak up because you're out there. You're waving the thin blue lines. You're holding up signs. Cops are driving by, turning on the lights for it. Just, it's amazing to attend these rallies. And we are excited. We got one coming up in uh, West Sacramento, May 22nd. We're excited about it. Uh, if you want more info, visit our Facebook page. It's all on there. Um, so whenever we hear of a city even talking about this defunding movement, my ears perk up. I see it posted on Facebook. Someone sends me an article. I am on the emails. I'm behind the scenes. I am sending emails off to city council members. I'm sending emails off to the police chief. Please contact me. Um, you know, that's what I'm doing behind the scenes. If I'm at work, if it's slow, I'll send a little email if I can saying, hey, I hear you're looking at, you know, starting a police oversight committee or the defunding um, talk is going to happen during the city council meeting. Um, let me know if we need to be there, blah, blah, blah. Now we haven't had to show up to one because, um, I forget where it was, but they were beginning to talk about a possible moving funds from one department. They didn't call it defunding, but they were talking about focusing on the police department, moving funds and moving it elsewhere. Well, you're defunding wherever you're moving that funding from, from the police department. That's just point blank. That's what you're doing. Um, but that after my emails, a couple other emails sent from some of my, uh, followers of back the badge on Facebook, sent some emails. Um, it disappeared. It was never talked about again. The city never met upon it. So I want to believe that, you know, we did have a, um, a part in that of stopping it right there. Um, I definitely think we had a big part to do um, with stopping that city from even talking about defunding or, I'm sorry, moving funds from the police department elsewhere. Um, so the best part about this movement, this back the badge movement, is we get to interact with um, different levels um, within the police department. We get to build bonds. I've built a lot of relationships with deputies, um, police chiefs, and it's just exciting to hear their stories of gratitude for what we're doing and their and their stories of worrying about being defunded and worrying about having to find another job. And it's really sad right now that there's cops that are willing to lose retirement. They're willing to cut it in half because they know that this day and age is, is just horrible for police officers and law enforcement in general. Um, so as we move forward, um, we're, we're going to be 
um, move forward and podcast. Uh, we're going to be um, having some, uh, you know, deputies come in, uh, police officers, um, different individuals um, within the community, and and we're going to interview and we're going to have an open conversation and and we're going to get their side of things and what they like um, to see from us in the future and what we could help with. So look forward to that coming down the road. Um, I'm going to, you know, in closing right now, I'm just going to say, you know, let's keep praying for our law enforcement, our firefighters, our first responders, keep praying for them. They need it. Um, and again, keep watching Facebook for updates on rallies. Um, and also just, uh, make sure you continue to follow these podcasts as I post them because we're going to be talking about a lot of interesting things and we're going to actually get really controversial. Um, that's just what's going to happen. That's who I am. Um, and so we're gonna, we're gonna call people out. We're going to call organizations out because it's time that we take a stand for this law, for our law enforcement who can't speak up because they don't want to, you know, seem one sided or anything like that. So that's what we're here to do. So I want to thank you for listening. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me on Facebook, Back the Badge California, or you can email me at backthebadgeca at gmail.com. And uh, I'll most likely be able to respond quicker through email than I can on Facebook. So I want to thank you guys again and uh, stay tuned for number two.